Hi guys, K.O. here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. I'm so excited. We have fitness family in the house today. I will be welcoming Bill Tortorisi to the TNT mic. He is the Chief Philanthropic Officer at Economic Literacy of Colorado. And we're going to be discussing all things personal and professional evolution. When you give, you receive, and putting good vibes out into this world will come back to you. So if you're in a tough spot, personally or professionally, keep showing up and giving any amount of good that you can because it will come full circle when it's coming from transparent and authentic space. If you need some motivation on good vibes, Bill is your guy. Be sure to check out the Economic Literacy of Colorado where they are teaching the teachers uh, all about money so we can create a better space for our kiddos. Have a great day. Check us out on YouTube and wherever you download your podcast. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I'm so excited today. I have fitness fam in the house, Bill Tortorisi. I've known him for a very long time, and I'm, I hope I'm getting close with his name. Um, I'm going to let him tell his journey. It's where we know each other through CrossFit. Here is his quick bio because we're going to go right into casual friend conversation. So we'll get the formal business out of the way. But Bill's an all around rock star. He's the chief philanthropy officer at the Economic Literacy of Colorado. And I love his bio on LinkedIn because it really sums him up as a human. It reads My love for people and service is the foundation for the work I do. Continually developing and implementing new innovations to connect with individuals has provided the programs I've presided over great success. I'm eager to implement those successful messages those successful methods and solutions to the next challenge. Bill is here to make friends and spread good vibes. Bill, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. Thank you. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. It's a, <laughs> it's a thrill. Uh, and that is such a professional uh, statement. But yeah, I'm somewhere in the in the mix of that, that LinkedIn uh, bio. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's all the professional we'll have for the rest of this conversation. But um, Bill, I like when you tell the story. I think it's been told a few times on this cast, but how tell the world um, or our listeners, so our moms, how we actually cross paths. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, I think I was this uh, out of shape, um, late 30s uh, person that got involved in CrossFit. Uh, and uh, I remember getting suckered into a competition and it was at the gym that you were at, and uh, because you were so elite, uh, totally. you were just ju- you were just judging. <laughs> and you happened to be my my judge, and um, truth be told, I was scared shitless. Um, I think that there was actually uh, there was one uh, lifting portion that um, I remember. I, this is like TMI, but I literally strapped on my weightlifting belt, and I think I pedaled a little because I was sure. so scared. <laughs> So we go into this next uh, this next uh, workout, and you're my judge, and people are just overwhelming the the whole uh, space, and I'm 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 nervous, and you're my judge, and you're just walking all confident, and you go, "All right, you ready to give them a show?" And I'm like, "What? I just want to finish. Thank you. That's a lot of pressure." So yeah, that's how I first met you. That was uh, nice and intimidating, but um, yeah. I have uh, I've followed you since. Well, I appreciate that. I, um, I <clears throat> excuse me. I didn't even remember. We so we shout out to Front Range. We would plan these competitions, or they would, and they would get really packed. And a walking into CrossFit's really intimidating. Any fitness situation. So I always, I love my new members that walk into anything fitness because I know how hard it is. Even you've been doing it for twelve years. Then to get into a competition as you're older, you know, as kiddos, we're used to it. 
But as you get older, you're not used to kind of like putting yourself on display. And in this gym, everyone is right in front of you, right next to you. So like the fans are literally three feet from you. So if you're dying, they're like in the experience of your death while you're going through the motion. So it's so much. And, you know, I was there every day. So you kind of get desensitized to the commotion. So I, I loved judging the master's competitions or, I mean, whatever ones we had there. And I remember, I felt like I was more exhausted judging because you get so enthralled with, because we were athletes. Like I knew, I knew what you were going through. So I was so emotionally invested. Um, and I'd walk away. I feel like more tired judging than I did actually competing, but it was amazing. I loved those days. Oh, I, it, it was, um, you know, it was, it was, it was reaffirming to uh, be in an environment where uh, there was a solid community and people mm -hmm. were supportive and uh, man, they, yeah, they, they live and died with you. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was a great experience. So thank you for being a part of my, <laughs> my demise. That was great. You're, you're welcome. I'm glad I didn't scare you away. I think I have one or two effects on people. They're either like, they're like, Oh yes. I love the energy. You're like, Holy shit. What is she on? It's so much. I need a helmet, a Tylenol, and I got to get out of here. Like it's, it's so much. So I'm glad I didn't really like offend you enough to run the other direction. We're, yes, we're good. Yeah. We're, we're good. We're good. We're good. When I had to give a shout out to CrossFit, because I mentioned this a lot on the cast, it's such a phenomenal filter for my varsity humans. It brings such like-minded people together. And I would say that about anything, whether it's theater or whatever you're into, it's such a great way to cultivate that community. And it's brought people like you into my world and maintained it. Like it's been many years and we don't even train at the same gym. So that's how powerful it is. Uh, I, I wanted, I'm curious what brought you into CrossFit? Because I, I feel like how you show up in the gym is how you show up in the world. And I feel like because you're so great at relationships and giving, um, it's maintained our friendship and I'm sure many others in your, in your fitness family. Yeah. You know, I, I, I really did fall into it. I moved out here about 12 years ago, um, to, to Denver from Chicago. And I don't think I ever had that experience of, of like Insta community. Um, but I, I thought I came from Chicago and I was like, ah, you know, yeah, I eat sausage and uh, all the pizzas and <laughs> the all bears. the things. But I'm, I, I'm fit. I got here and I was not fit. Um, and I, I felt very overweight and not moving well. And I, I think as you get in, you know, later in, in years and, you know, if you're a former athlete, you go, God, remember those days when I used yeah. to do stuff? And when you live in Colorado, you really... You're, you're really forced to do stuff, whether it's go hiking, go skiing, you're just active. And I just was not in shape to do it. And so uh, CrossFit was introduced to me. I think that was just the, the exercise of choice. Um, and so there were lots of options. And so that's how I got into it. The competition part was really just, a, it, was, it was more of like, a, a, how do I express all the fitness that I have been going through, right? I just needed an outlet to do it instead of like at 6.30 by my, you know, with, with my with my class. So I love the competitions because they were that full expression of all the things you learned or um, you got better at. And um, so, yeah, it was just a great experience. And and of course, the, the, the community that came with it was just an added bonus. And those community members have become longtime friends and, you know, people that I, you know, I, I, I meet outside of the gym. And I think that's, that's the benefit. Absolutely. Um, I didn't realize you came from Chicago. That makes so much sense. Um, where you had to have been a Bulls fan. How like, so? How so, Kristen? <laughs> Just because I see you, you had to have been like, a, I was going to say a Bulls fan in the 90s. Like, I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. And that was like the team, like of everything. So that's, that's amazing. So you have to bleed sports. 
Oh yeah. 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 Okay. I, 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 yeah, I, I do, I do, but I think, uh, maybe it's a little bit of my older age. I get to be a little bit of a curmudgeon and, okay. and, um, I'm like, Oh God, get over yourself. You know, fans, it's, it's just a game. My God. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I am a longtime Cubs fan. I mean, okay. I, if you looked in my, my house, I've got, you know, it Cubs paraphernalia. I, I love to lose. I only pick losing teams, Chicago Bears. They lose all the time. <laughs> Cubs, hundred over a hundred years of losing. Um, so you can imagine that, you know, uh, when the Cubs actually won the World Series, I was I was in tears and uh everybody knew it. And I I explained to everybody how important it was. And yeah, I so there's part of that, but on a day-to-day day-to-day basis, I'm not reading stats and all the things like everybody else. But uh during the during the pandemic, yes, the last yeah. dance. I was all over that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Relived well, all of that. Oh my God. It's, I, yeah, it brought me, I think it broke down a lot of my Botox. So I was like, oh my God, this is like college days, high school days. Like this is bring me back. But it also kind of reminded me, I used to watch Michael Jordan videos before lacrosse games. Cause I was, wanted to be like the female Michael Jordan, however mm. crazy that sounds of lacrosse. And, um, Michael Jordan would be laughing right now if you heard that whole statement, but I would get like that adrenaline back. And that's why I kind of think even going back to getting into fitness competitions as an adult, how good it was for obviously the fitness, but for my soul to like throw myself back into like that vulnerable space and being like, not only am I like, like getting judged by my, like by me, cause I'm, I'm not feeling fit or I am feeling fit or whatever. The audience is right there. I'm failing potentially or succeeding in front of everyone. And like all the accountability is right in front of your face. Like it's such a good exercise mm-hmm. as you get older, no pun intended to like kind of be in the mix. So then it, when you're in a new situation or a room of people, you're about to speak, it gets so much easier when you don't have to like throw 200 pounds over your head and see if it works. Like it's, to me, it's made other tough situations so much easier. Have you found that? Yeah, no, I, I think so. I mean, I never, you know, once I got into the flow of lifting and I, I, I sort of excelled as a, as a master quote unquote master, um, you know, it was all fun and games, right? It's all head games and, you know, how do I do things, um, with much more efficiency and how do I go against these, you know, younger guys and, and, you know, uh, pull off a little trick or a little a bit of a timing change or whatever. Um, so I, you know, that part was really exciting. However, I have to say that, you know, when, when I grew up with Michael Jordan, as, as you did, I had to be really careful about how much I ingested watching him because I tried to translate it into my own basketball practices and they would, They'd be like, Bill, just look, I know the game against the Celtics was great, but you are no Michael Jordan. Just shut up and rebound. That's really all we need you to do. So we do need to know a role, but you can, you are the Michael Jordan of the philanthropic world. Like that's oh. the, the energy just, I'm telling you, it's, <laughs> in my mind, I always believed I was the Michael Jordan. Now we're like going to get on Oprah and hopefully Ellen before she gets off her 2019th season. So we're, we're just like staying in a little bit of La La Land. We'll call it manifesting just to make it sound more grown You're my up. Oprah. You're my Oprah. This they, is okay. where, Thank this, you. this is it. Yeah, this is it. This we'll is just it. lie to each other all hour. And that's right. I love we'll that. Call it a great show. That's okay. But on that note, I I think the mentality is really critical, whether you're, you know, the Michael Jordan of the philanthropic world or whatever, kind of believing it and then addressing, because you know how competitive Michael Jordan is. And in The Last Dance, he talks about how 
um, he kind of had to be the guy that was like the mean one and building relationships. Well, now fast forward to 2021, soon to be 2022. I think that competitive stance has evolved. And I know you do this, whether you acknowledge it or not, which you probably do because you are super self-aware, but you can show up in a competition and compete and at the same time still be there in support of your competition hoping that they do better because that pushes you to do better. And I think this has really served both of us in our business world of you're, you know, you want to close the contract or get the sponsor or close the check, whatever. And you want everyone around you to succeed as well, particularly in the nonprofit space. Um, has some of this like athletic and competitive mindset carried over into your, your job and your world in facilitating relationships with the quote unquote op- uh, competition? Well, I mean, I think I think so. Um, you know that that is a component of of the work that that I do. I mean, I am a competitive person at heart. But I think when when we talk about um, philanthropy and you know, finding ways to connect with the community and support them, whether that's you know cheering from the sidelines or looking and assisting with a problem that they might have, and how can I step in and, and help? You know, all of that. Uh, to, to me, at the core of it is just having empathy, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think because I come from an empathetic place, um, that's my superpower. Um, it's, you know, I, I wish that I had all of the physical attributes to be, you know, Michael Jordan or, um, you know, to impress KO uh, at a competition. <laughs> but, I, you know, I'm not. Uh, I... I my superpower is empathy. And, and so, you know, when I, when I go into conversations, uh, whether it's supporting a mission or understanding what, what a situation is, if I can express my, my empathy for that, that, that is what really engages people. Um, and, you know, you and I have been fortunate enough to be a part of, uh, of a, a couple situations where, uh, you know, a mission is there and, you know, we're trying to support it or, you know, someone that has been near and dear or has impacted us has um, passed away. You know, we're there to support our community and also raise funds. Um, so there, there is this, this, this thread of empathy that just follows. And if we can tell that story of empathy, I think that's when we can make the biggest impact. There you go. This is why I'm so excited about this conversation because we can talk about the Michael Jordans and the competition and all the fitness, but really it's, you know, and regardless of what business we're talking specifically about the nonprofit world, but in any situation you're in personal or professional, it's how you walk through life. And at the end of the day, you know, we have been in situations where we're not really looking forward. We're looking back and paying our respects to some, someone or something that is now no longer there, um, but has impacted us deeply. So it's almost a blessing to look in that reflection and understand uh, things a little bit deeper and then be clear on how we walk through this world. And empathy is such a huge piece of that journey. And I think it's still kind of a new conversation. Um, I don't know if I'm generalizing this, but I I would say, I think it's harder for men perhaps than women because perhaps it's not socially acceptable. Um, but it's so critical in the personal professional world. I'm really curious, Bill, because you are so self-aware and you are so, uh, connected. And I think with not what you do, but how you walk this world, tell us a little bit about your journey of how that self-exploration or that awareness really developed and how empathy became your superpower. Great question. I, I uh, honestly, I, I was thinking about this um, just the other day, and um, you know, I've had a, an interesting journey of late. But I, I think a lot of uh, 
I think a lot of where my superpower comes from is is my mother. I was I was raised, um, you know, sing, single parent. Uh, my mother did an amazing job, but you know, she was she was raising me raising me in a time of you know Murphy Brown, and you know it was it was not necessarily socially acceptable to be uh, you know a single child from a single parent home, uh, and that that was challenging in of itself and. You know, socially, it was it was tough. You know, I'd I'd be uh, you know playing a basketball game, and there's my mom with all the other um, the other families. And um, you know, for her, that was a tough journey. Um, for me, not having a father present, uh, you know, I got all the all the all the emotional connection. I'm not. That's not saying that women are are all emotionally more connected than men, but you know, I'm gonna go out on a limb that's typically been the case. And so I got all that wonderful stuff from from my mother. And um, you know, the the one thing that is most, I think the benefit and the the danger of having an empathetic heart and uh, empathetic mindset is that uh, you can leave yourself very vulnerable um, typically, uh, people with a lot of empathy are caregivers. Um, they care what people think. They care how they're perceived in the world. Um, and if they don't have the right boundaries in their life, um, that empathy can kind of run wild. Um, and so you you know you lose your boundaries with people. And you know, let's just say, Ko, you and I had a disagreement, and I I say, oh. Ko, what what did I do? What did I do? And you're explaining it to me, but I it's not registering with me because I just want to fix it. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes you got to let things breathe. And an empathetic person, if they don't have boundaries, uh, will let will let that kind of ruin and sour sour the relationship even further or exacerbate it. And so, over time, I've really had to step back and recognize my place with relationships, uh, how I interact with uh, my professional life. Um, and, you know, full disclosure, you know, recently I, I went through a divorce. I am, I'm now a single dad with, with two young boys. Um, I love my ex-wife. She's amazing. But based on that experience, I really had to step back and go, okay, well, what was my part in all of that? Um, and how 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 do I interact with people? And, and and part of the problem was I didn't have those those boundaries, or I didn't have that outlet for for my my empathetic nature. Um, so you know, it's been it it is definitely been a journey for me. Um, but now I can I can safely say that, and it's still a work in progress. I can safely say though that I. Um, I can be empathetic. However, I can put those boundaries um, on on myself. I can also be really direct with what I'm feeling, and what my needs are, um, and and how I can I can move forward, um, and and not and not feel uh, you know left behind. Um, and and that's you know that's the danger, and that's that's also the benefit. My empathetic nature is. Uh, it is, it is a blessing. Uh, it's just, it's challenging. Yeah. Well, I think you might have uh, one up here on Michael Jordan. I'm guessing you're better at boundaries, probably the 90% of most humans out there, but Michael Jordan in particular, and you know I'm a fan, so no shade to him, um, but more just kudos to you because I couldn't agree with you more. It's 
for me, and perhaps this aligns with all competitive spirits, it's been very deep breakdown breakthroughs for me to have true growth. And even though I would know it, I could read the book, I could understand it, take the lesson, hear the coach until it kind of like hit me in the face, I was not listening. And then through that breakdown, the breakthrough comes, but it's been lessons very hard learned in all the best ways. And personality, nature, and nurture, all the things have aligned to put us exactly where we are. And I've gotten a little bit better about, I think, being aware of the lesson in front of me and what's going on. Um, but it is still very much a journey in progress. And do you see now that you've kind of learned some of these hard lessons, do you almost appreciate them, particularly being a parent of young boys, that now you can reverberate some of these things so they can experience some of these conversations or lessons earlier? Oh, I, I am thrilled. I am so yeah. excited. Like, you know, you carry all of that weight with you, like, ah, the regrets and all those things. Those, you know, that's that's a part of the journey. Um, but I, I am so grateful for uh, that path that I've taken. Um, you know, it, again, not easy. Uh, but those lessons are the things that I want to extend to everybody. And, you know, uh, someone once said, uh, you know, go find your happiness. <sighs> I don't want to find my happiness. I just, I want to have joy in the journey, right? Mm -hmm. Like happiness is not really a destination. You know, the, the, the journey is what's most important and what, what you get out of it. I am always on my boys about what did you learn? How could you have approached that differently? It's the same thing I would have tell, told a you know a forty year old. Uh, what have What have you learned? Yeah. <laughs> what are the things that you don't want to do anymore? Um, and were you direct? Did you speak up on your behalf? And it's really about you know empowerment. You know. So yeah, I I I, I do that. I I I make sure that I'm I'm connecting with all my people and and I love engaging. This is why. I, you know, connect with you so much is, oh my gosh, I want to share this. I just learned this. Here's a, here's a book. I just, I just read. You'll get a lot out of it. We're like-minded. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, so the people that I, I'm fond of, I just, it's, it's this curiosity. It's this, I want to engage with you. Um, you know, again, have to, have to put those boundaries on myself because I get so excited about it, but um, it's the best way to live through, through life. It's the best way to go through the journey. I cannot agree more. And I boundaries have been such a situation. And it's so funny that carrying baggage is so much heavier than moving weight in CrossFit. And that's such a dorky cliche or metaphor because, but it's true. Like, I mean, going and having to weight train to learn to be strong. And yet when you learn to let go of things of how hard that actually is and how much easier the gym gets <laughs> or any, some of these like physical metaphors, because unpacking your stuff is really hard. And it's not a skill set. I don't think that like our generation really talked about, certainly not my parents' generation. And again, I might be overgeneralizing there, but it's like this new skill set coming to the table and then insert boundaries. It's really hard where you kind of learn to be open. And then you're like, Oh, okay. Now I've always been, I didn't realize I was perhaps as open and vulnerable as I was, but now it's like, you got to implement boundaries into this situation. And that's really hard. So it's kind of like this ebb and flow of like, I don't really know what to do. And then you put yourself in a nonprofit space where it's all heart space. Um, <laughs> can you tell me a little bit how like some of those personal evolutions and lessons and boundaries have played into the professional space? Yeah. I mean, they've, they've really helped me. Um, you know, I, I now work for an organization that focuses on financial literacy. Um, I am completely invested in the mission. There are challenges with this organization, like all organizations, just how do you present material, how you present the story. Um, 
but I, I, I think that, you know, what I've taken from my personal life is, is, is about how do I engage with people? How do I engage with people from all walks of life? How do I tell or manipulate a story um, that resonates with people? And, um, you know, you have to read people. You have to be able to read people. And I think if you come, come from this, um, this sort of empathetic space and these teachings from your personal life, you can apply them yeah. to anything, right? So, you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm walking into my a professional circle or if I'm, you know, man, if I'm driving from Denver to Chicago, I'm, I'm in a gas station. Right. Like I can I can interact with the world in such a much more clear way and I can be authentic when I do it. Like I actually mean it. I'm not I'm not lying. I'm not, you know, playing anybody. I really I actually mean it. I am actually that joyful or I'm that curious curious. So, yeah, it's it's helped tremendously. And I, I, I feel like um, over the last few years, um, you know, a lot of us have done a uh, some self-reflection, um, just given the times we're living in. Um, it is, it has been a blessing um, for sure. I agree with you. I think that authenticity, that authenticity really is amazing. It's kind of like influencer. It's an overused buzzword at this point, but on the flip side, that's where I have so much faith in our young people. They can see through the BS. Like they can really dig into the business situation, the person behind the cause, what's going on. Like they, they're such, they're more conscious consumers than we've ever seen before. And I have this conversation with businesses all the time and some people get it. Some people don't. I think it's like naturally being an athlete or a good singer or whatever. Sometimes it's in the deck cards. Sometimes it's not. So when you have someone like you, where you genuinely are that authentic, and that open and that real people will know. And it, I get so excited about that because you are in philanthropic space. Like what better of a combination to have people like you in spaces like that, that are actually forging our world in the right direction. And you can't always line that up, but I do think everything is energy. So it kind of happens and culminates right on time. Um, but it's, 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 it's kind of that, like that growing and learning process and like that continuous evolution of, of how we kind of bring it all together and, um, kind of keep showing up. I, I'm curious to know, you know, as you know, we've had, you've kind of recently had some major evolutions and major turning points. And it, it sounds like the through line is it's relationships. It's taking care of relationship with yourself, relationship with everyone around you. You give so much, you're a constant supporter of myself and my podcast. I see you do that with other people around you. I mean, the theme of the cast is really to give is to receive. And I think good things happen for good people. So it sounds like really good things have come into your world. Do you feel like that is a direct correlation to you putting good into this world consciously, even when you're not in the best space yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, uh, I'll, I'll use a KOism, you know, <laughs> whether you believe God or Madonna or whatever, you know, um, you know, what you put out into the universe, uh, it, it does, it does come back. I think it's just the way you walk in the world, right. You're just more easily able to receive that those good vibes or, you know, see that the glass is half full, not necessarily, you know, half empty. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, um, I, I, I am, I am so open to the opportunities. I'm, I'm open to learning. I'm open to being humble. Um, you know, if I've done wrong in the world, I'm open to admitting my fault and moving forward. Right. Um, you know, th those are challenging things for anyone at any age, but uh, it, it just makes it makes life more interesting. And it certainly makes me feel better at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, there there's a lot of um, 
you know, professional environments and even, you know, personal relationships that I've walked away from that just felt icky. You know, yeah. I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel icky anymore. I, it, it, it's, it sucks the life right out of me. And, um, I'm a bear to be around. I don't want to, I don't want to feel that way. So, um, not to say that every day is, you know, unicorns and rainbows, but I, I think that, I think that just having a different perspective on life um, and uh, it's, it's, it's been, it's been really good. And so, you know, yes, there's going to be ups and downs for sure. You know, uh, but I think, uh, I think I'm in a better headspace. Yeah, I would. Is this I, therapy? What, what's going it on? Is, I know. No, we're going to take happened? a quick turn, but I, I think that um, it's just encouraging to hear when I, when I listen to podcasts or, or I see people like you, you, you were on Lindsay's podcast talking about, um, leaving or being laid off from a job and then finding this like amazing opportunity that's facilitated, you know, some great relationships and whatnot. And you've, you've brought me in on both of those circumstances, which I'm eternally grateful, but it's like, you continue to show up even when you weren't hundred percent. So I know it's been 2020 was really hard. 2021 might be hard. A lot of people are in kind of a rut or transitioning or pivoting. And I think you're just such a perfect example of continuing to give whatever you have in any capacity, even when you're not, when you're down or you're out, you're not a hundred and intern and not because you're waiting to receive just because that's your authentic self. So if someone's out there and they're listening, lean into what Bill's doing or what he has done, where it's keep giving wherever you can show up and give whatever is available and trusting that, that wherever rut you're in right now, it will end. And you, the good you're putting out there, keep the faith that it will come back tenfold. Can you be in alignment with that? Oh, oh I, I, I can, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to throw you under the bus. You know, I think a part of it is, you know, being also being grateful for the journey. You know, when I yes. talked on uh, Lindsay's podcast, you know, what I said was, and I meant every word of this. And I, I, I actually reflected on this last night um, because just because it's been like a year anniversary and stuff. I was like, what am I doing? Uh, what was I doing last year at this time? I was going through unemployment. I, I was, I was searching. I, I had just been laid off. Um, but the best thing about about the journey, or the best thing about all of that, was my journey. It wasn't mm -hmm. where I ended up landing. It was all the work and all the you know the blood, sweat, and the tears that I put into um, the journey to get there. Um, and I was grateful for it. I am still grateful to this day um, because really, it was how many people that I speak to. How many different people from different backgrounds? I learned so much about them. And through that, I was able to define who I am. Yeah. Like that was that was a revelation. I had to speak to someone I had never spoken to before um, in an industry that I had no, no desire to be a part of. But I, I was curious enough to just ask questions. And through that, I had to explain who I was, what I wanted, um, and, and where I was going. That was a hard process, but I came out of it on the other side going, oh, yeah, that's me. This is where I belong. Of course, this all makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, I know this is like super rose-colored glasses. So if anyone's listening and going, oh, I'm in a rut. Where am I going? I should just follow Bill. Don't, don't follow me. Follow you. Do your thing. <laughs> but I, I had a great experience doing that. And I think, again, it's just about your perspective on, on the whole thing rather than like, Oh shit! I'm going through this. What was me? Well, you know that 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 attitude is probably not going to help you take that next step. Yeah. So it's a, it's a shift. It's a shift, and it's a hard shift. It's not easy. 
it's messy. You need to, if you don't know about it, but you need to Google victim mentality and probably seek out a professional coach. But I think the understanding of that and applying it to yourself, that self-awareness can change your perspective instantaneously. That's personal work I've had to do. And it's, it's great. It's absolute life skill. And I, that's why I wish they would teach it like in high school to, to our kiddos. Um, but what you just said, the journey is the gold. Even we're talking like our opening our conversation with CrossFit and fitness. We're not even talking about if you won that competition with the results were. we're talking about the processes, the intro. It wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't good. It wasn't <laughs> but, but what do we remember of it? And it, even the last yeah. dance, like we knew they won, but we were, the audience was fascinated by the in-between the relationship of Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan and what's going on. It's all the in-between when you reflect on major successes or lost in life, usually you remember the relationships along the way. Um, there was always sports metaphors of like, you remember the teammates versus like all the wins or losses. It's everyone that is a part of that journey or how you felt about things. It's not necessarily these big losses and or big accomplishments. Yeah, no, I, 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 I absolutely agree. I mean, what's odd though, is those people on that journey, at least for me, and I'll just use the sort of the job search um, example, you know, they're popping up all the time now. You know, there are okay. people that I reference all the time. Um, I've I've connected with them in different capacities. And they're just those connections that, that have built. You know, people talk about, uh, oh, I got to build my network up. And I've, you know, I got you know, I got to get my application out. And I got to get, you know, charge up my network. Well, uh, you know, part of that is building it and then sustaining it, right? So you're never at a deficit with the people that you know and the people that you can influence or or can influence on your behalf. And um, I have just found that these relationships have turned into something much more robust. And um, it's just been such a, a, it's been such a quality experience. Um, But I'm, I'm grateful for it because it, you know, it, it doesn't always turn out that way. Um, So, but yeah, I, you know, I think finding those like-minded people and building bonds and relationships. And, you know, the fact that we're having this this discussion today is going to build rapport between us and um, that'll strengthen our relationship. So I just, it's all really, really valuable. I, I so agree. And the funny thing is, I think over time, and this really is getting more and more present in the business world, you can tell when someone's showing up when they're in need or when they're showing up just because they're authentically showing up. Like I do your point or example of like, when I got to build my network, I got to network, da, 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 and you're doing all that because you're waiting to receive. You need something out of someone. In turn, when you're just showing up and you're connecting and perhaps you need something, but you're just like, Kayo, what's going on? Or Bill, how are you? Like, da, da, da. like you're just maintaining a friendship or a relationship just because check out these concert tickets, check out this. It, it just changes the energy around everything versus what I need. And I think in business, it's so much like, here's what you do. Here's the marketing. Here's what you put out X amount. We get this back and da, 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 da. The problem is they don't understand the consumer gets it like relationships. People are in understanding some self-evolution and work has been done and you can tell the difference. Oh, I, I agree. I, I, I've got a question for you though. Sure. My question is, do you think people of our age, not that we're old, but you know, <laughs> of our of our ilk, uh, do you think that um, that we're going through generally the same sort of awakening as far as like, oh, I need to be much more present. Oh man, I need to have more self reflection. Is that what do you think, Kale? I mean, do you think we're going at like our young people, or do you think that's just happening like in our generation? In our in, in our in, in our generation, because uh, I, I I see. 
I, well, I do, but if you look around you in your immediate environment, if you're in CrossFit or, you know, the work you do, it's probably like-minded humans. So I think we're in this globe of, of like-minded people, but generally speaking, I do think there is this deep awakening. And this is why I love what I get to do. And I, I'm sure you love what you get to do is I think we are on the forefront of implementing some of that positive change. I mean, the podcast is quite literally for that. We're here to in, you know, inspire positive radical social evolution. So I don't even fully know what that means, but it just came to me. So we're riding that wave. It's great. But it's graceful. No, no whatever it is, it's graceful. <laughs> we're trying. Graceful. It's very graceful. Yes. You saw my lifting grace is not my genetic. So that's something we're uh, consciously I, evolving. At. No comment. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Full meathead. Um, I'll blame my dad's <laughs> side for that. You've seen him lift too, but it's, um, yes, I do think we are in this point of evolution and I think our kiddos because of social evol- or social media and podcasts and the conscious conversation, they're getting it so much earlier. So we are late to the game. However, better late than never. I, I think the ones that are choosing to understand and evolve with it, it's happening. And what a great time for 2020 and all the negative it was. What a beautiful pause for us to be like, time out. What's really going on? Am I happy? Am I fulfilling? Am I reaching self-actualization? Do I even care about that? Do I want to be a parent? Do I want to be married to this person anymore? Do I love my job? Like maybe I do. It's just such a point of questioning a better way that yes, I do think we're going through it. And I don't know that everyone has the tools for it. So I hope things like this, people like us, maybe going through the gas station, driving Midwest, just your positivity inspires that like, shit, that dude's pretty happy. What's he on? What's going on? Is it, is it meditation? Is it tequila? What's, what's, what's happening here? Um, so yes, is the very short. It's definitely tequila. (laughs) Um, good tequila, but, but I also think that, uh, you know, conversations like this are, you know, they're person to person interaction. And I think this is, this is one of the, um, kind of the, the, the points that I would like to get at is, you know, when you're going through these journeys, it's it's really easy. And for for whatever change you want in your life, the the most important piece is connecting with people. Like not, you know, social media is is such a, a powerful tool, but what is what is what I worry about for the younger generation um, is that lack of connection person to person that can say, hey, I, I just met you. I'm I'm willing to be vulnerable and and have a discussion, uh, whether it's like-minded or I have questions or I'm curious about what you do or, you know, how you walk the earth. Uh, I think that's um, that's the thing that I think differentiates a lot of a lot of people that go through this this change. Um, and so, yeah, I I I think that that was the the key to my success is being able to connect with people. So. Um, I see, I see our generation identifying that. I, I've seen, I, I feel like I've seen that from our generation. I only am concerned about, you know, those below um, using social media as the tool to speak. That, that's the, that's the only thing that I'm, I'm concerned about. I hear that. Well, and I, I'm curious to know, do you think, cause you know, as we get older, we can get complacent and like our world does kind of becomes a fishbowl. You got kiddos, you got your gym, you got your job. Uh, it all, you're kind of around the same people and you're disconnected. And a lot of it is whether it's social media, or whatever, you're probably just not connecting as much. 
And for our kiddos, it's happening because social media, they don't have to connect as much. Do you think the par- the problems can kind of parallel themselves? Like, you know, when you lose your job, or I've, I've gone through many contracts where like, okay, now we're getting back out there, we're redoing it. So I've had to re-get back into, reconnect essentially. Um, I think they're two different conversations, but to me, it seems similar that we're almost going through something similar that our kiddos are. It's just around different things. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I think that, I think that makes sense. Um, I, I think, yeah, we're all kind of going through, I think the times call for us going through all the same things. Yeah. We have different modes of sort of uh, solving um, so, some of those deficiencies or, or that awakening awakening for us. But I, I again, I, I think that the, the biggest advantage is being able to have those vulnerable and, and open conversations with people, making sure that people connect. It's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's like, um, so I go to Chicago with my boys and they're meeting uh, extended relatives, right? And they aren't really sure how to interact. So I have to kind of coach them okay. through, shake a hand, tell them who you are. It's kind of like going to a restaurant. You order your food. Do you want a grilled cheese? Say it to the server. You know, like interact with people. This is yeah. these are these are fundamental principles of being a human. You connect with people one to one and say what you mean. That's that's where we start. Instead of going on Facebook or you know Instagram and going blah. And I do I, I still do that, but you know I also you know have I the do. Capacity, I I still have the capacity to talk to a human every once in a while. So yeah. Um, but and and that's uh you know that is the strength again going to my professional work. Uh, I have found that as many digital campaigns for giving as you can do and speaking the story and having visuals and all that stuff, man, nothing beats a real conversation with uh, someone that is passionate about your mission. I can go up to them. I can passionately tell them about the story. I can give them an example. And um, it's my word. It's my word behind the mission that they can trust um, because I'm going to steward their dollars However much they give, I'm going to make sure and ensure right away, not through, uh, you know, a, a, a giving platform, I'm going to tell them, this is what we're going to do with your dollars. This is going to be what impacts educators and students across Colorado. I can do that. That's that's a skill that every person needs to have, particularly in uh, the world of philanthropy transparency. Well, that's a whole podcast in itself. I dabbled in the nonprofit world for a hot minute and I learned quickly there are many shades of gray. And so that's why I'm so excited when I know people like you and Lindsay in the mix, I'm like, oh, authentic, transparent, good humans. And that sounds... I don't even know how that sounds. If it sounds casual or like a diss or anything, it's not. But in any business space, you really want good people. And there, I think that's an additional part of this evolution around social media and that disconnect. Because I think people can get away with a lot more when they're not as connected because you don't think people are watching. But on the flip side, what you don't understand is even with social media, our, our young people or our most people can still read through the lines. Um, and that transparency is so critical. So I think economic literacy of Colorado is so lucky to have somebody like you. And there must have, I think attitude reflects leadership. So somebody at the top must have been able to identify with your core values and understand your authenticity and your transparency and be like, okay, this dude's for us. This is a good spot. Um, can you tell okay. me a little, <laughs> I mean, so far, so far, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's going fine. Yeah, but people will, they'll get it. Like they'll really, these are things like as an athlete, like you can measure points scored, weight lifted, what have you. You can't measure heart and hustle. And this is a real challenge with my business where it's like, well, what's the ROI on social media? What's the ROI on this, on this partnership? I'm like some of it's not measurable, but is worth its weight in gold. And it's, 
so this is where I'm really get choosy with my clients because they'll get it or they won't. And it's, and I think that's how someone, a company can hire somebody like you. You can see through the lines. Um, when you're working with Economic Literacy of Colorado, tell me some of the things you're super excited about and how they do some things different. Because I think if they're hiring people like you, they they are on the forefront of something bigger and understanding something in the nonprofit space that is not yet fully understood. Thanks for the question, Kao. Um, <laughs> I'd be happy to. Uh, no, you know, I I, I think that the, um, the biggest... So there's a number of financial literacy organizations, um, and you know, Junior Achievement, uh, Young Ameritown is one of them, uh, and uh, they all do great work. The differentiating factor for um, ELC is that we educate educators. So uh, one of the challenges in the state of Colorado, and, and many across the state, uh, the, the country, is that there is no requirement uh, for economics and or personal finance um, for graduation. So, you know, a, a student can walk out, graduate, uh, make a big financial commitment to, uh, you know, go to a four-year institution afterward um, without ever getting uh, a bit of uh, uh, financial education. So that, that's chips. So we recognize that that's an issue in the state of Colorado. And what we what we do is we provide professional development to our educators across Colorado. Their impact is immense. So, you know, given a, a, a year, an educator is going to reach 150 students. Over the course of their career, they're going to reach tens of thousands of students over that time, over that career. So um, being able to implement these tools, these economic and um, personal finance um, tools to be able to pass on to our young people um, is, is, again, worth its weight in gold, no pun intended. It really is, um, because we need to make sure that our kids come out of high school ready to face whatever challenges they are, be able to navigate our, our free market. Being, I mean, it's the, it's the economy we got. You know, you can have a debate over it till you're blue in the face, but it is the one we have. And you need to be able to navigate all of that. And uh, so much of what we do tries to ensure that students and educators, because they have the same deficit, do not fall into the financial traps that uh, shit I did. I mean, yeah. my God, I went to college and I was like, ooh, free shirt? Yeah. Great. <laughs> Sign me up for a credit card. Sounds great. Or walk away from, uh, you know, uh, college, graduate, if, if anyone does that, right? Graduate and have tens of thousands of dollars in student debt. I mean, this student debt in this country is stupid big, right? We're talking billions. So, um, so anyway, I, what we do is really, really important. And, um, I'm, I'm just pleased to be a part of it. Um, mostly because, and, and this is something that I, I noticed during the, the pandemic is what organizations, uh, whether they be for-profit or non-profit are nimble enough to change with the times or change with, with the environment. ELC was able to do that. Um, they turned what is usually an in-person, you know, workshop environment, um, and they went completely virtual. Uh, so, you know, now we're getting to, into the scenario uh, where we have an ability to have a, a, a bigger reach, right? We can we can do mixed uh, vehicles to get this information to people and to interact with people. So, whether you are, you know, in Denver or you're, um, you know, on the uh, on the Western slope, we can re we can reach you by, by many months. So that is, 
um, something I'm very proud of being part of. And, you know, we, we are trying to make sure that we reach every educator and that's not, that's not easy. So making sure that we have, you know, more, uh, uh, you know, people can see us more, that we're much more visible, we're much more, you know, uh, transparent about how we do things and how it benefits everyone. That's that's really my goal. Yes, it's to get money, but I'm, you know, I wear all the hats, right? Like I'm a I'm a I'm a cheerleader and a champion for 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 what we do. The biggest thing I can say about all of this, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on this for just a hot, hot minute um, and then let it go. But you know, when we talk about economics it somehow gets roped into this political debate about, you know, conservatives do this and, you know, liberals do that. And, you know, it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, what, what we try to do is this is a space where we can all agree that this is really important information, whether you live in Colorado or you live in, you know, Timbuktu, it really doesn't matter if your student uh, is or your child is not getting this information they need it um, to be successful and um, and so I can I can jump on board with that that's a that's a story I can tell till till forever so yeah completely agree we're I mean the thing is no one's going to disagree with regardless of what side you sit on and most people are in the middle also um, that we all want the world to be a better place for our kiddos and them to be more economically responsible. So they are not in turn controlled by their financial decisions. Nobody wants to be in that space. And that's absolutely a conversation I didn't have. And I actually was a student of Young Ameritown. I remember we learned how to write a check. That's how old I am. And I don't, I don't think I fully encompass all the lessons, but I'll take responsibility for that. I won't put that on them uh, because I was probably worried about something athletic and whatever, but we, we learned it now. And I love what you guys are doing, but even more so, I love that everything we talked about early in the conversation was about you showing up facilitating relationships and then proving your true ethos. And now in this professional side of the conversation, it's exactly who and what you are and what you're doing perfectly provided by the universe, God or Madonna on this platter of ELC of of doing what you're doing and spreading the gospel gospel of economic literacy, because it is a life skill that we all need that needs to be transcended through authentic relationships in a learning space where it can be taught, received. And most importantly, what I love through influencers, through the key community influencers, through the teachers. So they can in turn reverberate that message tenfold without you guys being directly part of it. And it can just go that much further. So that's amazing. Thanks. I think it's amazing too. No, I, I really do. I, I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's really amazing too. And I'm, you know, it's, it's such a, it's such an easy conversation. You know what I, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get on this, you know, soapbox too, too much, but you know, you know, education in this country is hard. It's mm-hmm. it's hard. You know, everyone's got a strong opinion about lots of things. Um, and I think, uh, you know, if, if we're authentically trying to serve our public and our communities, what, you know, wherever, whatever background they're from, you know, whether it's, you know, the far off rural spaces or the, um, you know, under-resourced urban spaces, you know, there's who is not wanting success for everybody? And, right. and so again, you know, it's a really, it's a complicated issue, but it's such an easy topic to, to, to get behind. Um, and so, um, you know, I hope, I hope that um, the way we approach education starts to, you know, by the work that we do, 
um, Young Ameritown, Junior Achievement, and there's all sorts of entrepreneurial uh, studies um, programs out there. You know, I think what we want to do is you know, flip education on its head a little and start giving our young people the tools to interact with the world, right? I mean, I think that's the challenge that we run into is, you know, when they leave high school, whether they go on or not, they need to have those real world experiences or, or just know the real world application of the skills that they're receiving. And, and sometimes we just don't do that. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that's what excites me the most is just like, I, I want to prepare people to be ready. Yeah. I need it, you know, as a parent, I need it too, because I got the same kind of education that you did. Uh, I filled out a check in home ec. That was about it. <laughs> that wasn't good enough, unfortunately. Right. Right. Um, and checks are no longer, th- well, they're sort of still a thing, but <laughs> I, I just think there's such a business takeaway here. I, I know we talked a lot about the human and the emotion side, yeah. but if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner or a part of a business an employee, whatever, there's a major business takeaway here. And I've gotten deeply passionate about this being on the influencer side and branding and marketing. When you find the right people to reverberate your message, it doesn't have to be for-profit or non-profit or even business agenda at all. When you find the right humans around you to reverberate those positive vibes, it's, it's exponential how cost and time effective that is or impactful it is to find the right people and talk about economic literacy, talk about a consumer package good that you're, you're enthusiastic about, talk about a mission, you're, get the right people. And I actually am building out an online brand ambassador course to, so you can formalize this. And this isn't a business pitch at all. It's just understanding the power of influence. And when you have the right people saying the right things in the right way, the impact can go so much, so much further. And I'm blown away with how good you guys are at that. And that is, it's deeply, deeply powerful. Well, I, I, I think we all appreciate that, but you know, what's really, I, I think you're kind of hitting on something. You are super engaged in this space. And I love all of your guests. They all are those like-minded people, even if they're just, you know, if they're artists or whatever, yeah. they still have that entrepreneurial way of thinking. And um, I, I just, I, I think that's why I'm, I gravitate to the people that you have on your show is, is that they, they get that, right? Like they want, they want other people's success. They want to brainstorm with you. They want to, there's this like collective mindset that is, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like building, you know, a snowball, you keep, just keep rolling it. It gets bigger and bigger. Um, and, and so I, 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 I certainly appreciate that. And I love to be, I love that the organization that I work for and that I represent, um, can be a part of a part of that collective. It's wasn't it ironic that we're, you know, deep competitors at heart, but in reality, it's just about building that snowball. It's, it's the two markets. It's the juxtaposition of like being competitive, but really like all boats rise. Everyone comes together. Everyone it's cheesy, but like, truthfully, when everybody, when you succeed, everybody succeeds. And when you can recognize that and give back, it's the only way to walk through this world. And I think the more we understand that, the more people get it, especially my competitors, the better everything is. It's so, well, it's, so it's the awakening. It's, it the, is. it's, it's the awakening. It's just, for some reason, it just feels like it's happening right now yeah. and for us to recognize it, um, is just, uh, it, it's, it is exciting. It really, it really is. And man, that sounds cheesy, but whatever. <laughs> it does. Um, we're, yeah. we're here to provide all the messaging and hopefully streamline some of our young people or any people around us, their process. And I will say you will likely have some of these like deep breakdown breakthroughs that we have had and had to learn through. So hopefully the conversation and you can learn to be better about your money and more aware, but I will also say all things happen on time. So pack a helmet and be ready to, <laughs> to show up no matter what. 
That's right. Uh, it, it's the it's the same thing that you 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 told me. Are you, are you ready to give them a show? Let's do it. Let's give them a show. Um, one thing I'm working on, I'll be mindful of our time, so I'll let you go here in, in a hot second. But one thing I'm kind of, I'm working with one of my really good friends who just became a coach, and we're talking about kind of merging my worlds of turmeric and tequila. Like the universe, God, universe, Madonna has a very thick sense of humor. And like how if you reflect in your life, you're like, of course, like none of this fits, but it all fits. And it's all just these <laughs> wild things I didn't get into later. Um, but it's talking about my successes. I think I've almost gotten more comfortable talking about like my breakdowns and failures because there's been so many in all the most beautiful ways, but I want to know some of your major successes. Um, cause I don't know if you're like me where it's easier to talk about the failures and success, but tell me like a couple really good success stories in your world. Uh, yeah, per- personal or professional, anything you want. What stands oh, that's out That's really you? exciting. This is the, I get the platform. You know yeah. what? Honestly, my, my failures have, have been my success. Yeah. Really? I mean, I know that again, super cheesy. <laughs> I'm recognizing that right now. That's okay. Um, moving on. Uh, but really, I, I think that this, uh, I think this awakening for me and how I engage in the world is probably my greatest success. Yeah. I am a better, um, I am a better uh, partner uh, with my relationships. I am an outstanding father. Hey. I love that. Um, and you know, I, I think that you know, the side the side pieces is. is you know, my father wasn't there. I am killing it. You know, I am there for them. And so I can be, I can be a true and authentic mentor uh, without hesitation. Um, that is, that is my, that is my absolute greatest success. But, uh, you know, I think the other success would have to be the way I interact professionally. I, I, you know, there was a time and maybe when it was when I got into the industry that I was like, oh, I'm I'm doing good, and you know I'm have you know I'm, I'm I'm making money for my organization. That's great, um, but I think I was going through the motions. I think for you to really be successful professionally, you've got to be all in. You know, it's the only way to go. You like your heart centered. You're excited about getting up to go to work, and and you you are present. Um, oh crap, we're going to talk about retirement there, you know, whatever I'm in, tell me more about Roth IRAs. I want to know about where my money's going. You know, I think it's just, it is, it is, those are my successes. I, I try not to, to worry about material things or, you know, how I, I averted, uh, some technician, you know, giving me a, a an outrageous bid for my furnace breaking down. Right. Like I, I, I avoided all that. That's a great success in of itself. However, that's not something I'm going to put my hat on. I, I really am just so grateful for, um, for just the, the evolution in my mind and my spirit and, you know, things that I'm passionate about instead of, you know, howling at the moon on social media, I am willing to go and march, right? I'm willing to, to put myself out there. I'm willing to be vulnerable. Those are the things that, um, you know, I can walk away from um, every time I go into those experiences. And I go, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it because I would have regretted it. So those, those feel like the big successes. It, it really doesn't. It, it just reverberates throughout my entire life, you know, whether it's personal or per- professional. So Amazing. And you know, the best part of that is I believe you. Like I can sit here and I totally believe everything you're saying. And that's not um, a thing. It's the the Sicilian hands 
right now. You can't, <laughs> it is, see, it. You can't see it on, on, on the podcast, but you know, you can see it, it on YouTube. It's my, he's hypnotizing us. Um, and I'm totally going to reuse Howling at the Moon via social media. That's a perfect <laughs> little <laughs> nugget right there that shall be uh, reused. Um, but the, I great through line that to give is to receive is kind of the conversation on this cast and what I'll likely be calling it. Um, but not to give back to yourself. So I love that you can sit here as a confident human being and acknowledge and give yourself that gold star in fatherhood, which is absolutely hands down the most important job in this world. Um, but in life, cause I, I think we do forget to give back to ourselves and that's also cliche, but we really do. And it's hard to acknowledge perhaps for myself successes. And I think you do got to take a pause. So if you're in it and you're listening to this, I, I really encourage everyone to sit there, take a second and think about a success in your world. Um, alongside all these cliches that Bill and I are throwing at you. Uh, so easily. So many. Like, yeah. We, so many. We walk in that space. So it's, we're just going to let it be a Hallmark card and that's it. Everybody wants to be humble, you know, <laughs> but you know, humble brag is okay too. You know, yeah. you, can, you can go, yeah, I did, I did good. I did yeah. good. Well, when you're reapplying for a job or getting back out there, I mean, my world, that that's a constant process. You have to go back and be like, shit, what have I done? And I look back, I'm like, damn, I am getting old. Like, this is a lot of years in this business and what I've done. And on the flip side, it's like, shit, it's a lot of experience. Absolutely. I'm going to walk in this room and be like, yeah, I know this. I've been doing it for 20 years. So come at me. Um, so it's, it's, it's good to see both sides. The humility is good. Get that turmeric in there and then whip out that tequila and just big old brag about yourself, big old gold stars. Cause you need both. <laughs> That's right. I fully agree. All about the tequila. Oh, yes. and the yes, and the turmeric, a dash of it. That's right. That's right. Um, we can go on, but Bill, give us. Give me, I, I tell us about where we can find you if you want people seeing your personal journey. If not, I respect that. But ELC, where do we find you guys? Anything coming up that we need to know about? Like, hit us with some uh, oh, yeah. coming things. Uh, yeah. So uh, I have a new book coming up. No, I don't have any of those things. <laughs> you should. You can yeah, I, in due time. We'll see. It'd be uh, you know, average Joe. That that's pretty forward, much what it'd be. It'd the forward could be pages. by Dave Grohl. <laughs> oh man, uh, and I'm all over it. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. You can you can always connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm I'm on there. I do the things. Uh, but the organization uh, is. Uh, Economic Literacy Colorado. You can find us on econlitco.org. Um, again, we're a professional development uh, pr organization that reaches educators and provides professional development. And in turn, we also have some student-specific um, uh, programs uh, that are extremely impactful. So, you know, between thousands of teachers that we reach annually to tens of, tens of thousands of, of students that we reach on an annual basis, we do really great work. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but you know the end of the year is 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 coming. Um, so if you wanna if you wanna donate to our our uh, our organization, always always happy to receive that. But you know uh, more importantly, I think think about your economic life and 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 how you how you move forward in this world. What are some of the tools and things that you need to be successful? This is not a support econ litco thing. This is like a, a self-examination thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that we have there is a better way, right? You know, you say it all the time. There is a better way. Um, and so uh, you know, find find those deficits. It's okay to find them, identify them and and, and reach out and find some resources that can help you fix those. Um, so yeah. That's what I got for you. I love it. How you walk through this world is everything. You are a true influencer of goodness as a professional, but really as a human. And I'm excited. Oh, we have two you. young humans uh, that are taking note up close and personal um, so they can further your message as, as they grow up. So I appreciate your time and energy. You're the best, uh, KO. 
we need we need to do a workout i think soon something yeah like, like ugly faces lifting bars and things. Yeah. yeah yeah well i think we just we pr'd in cliches so at least we have that going up for us killed, um, it. killed <laughs> it potentially in a gym uh, format and setting soon yes i i'm all about it i'm in i'm in make it light it. can you make it light but well yes i'm we're in almost we're in like total civilian cool. stage no longer cool. competitive love stage it. so I i'm with it. you i love it i'm in it i'm in well, I appreciate you, Bill. We will catch up soon. Check out what Bill has going on. His book will be out at some point. And I hope that Michael Jordan listens to this conversation. He should. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Gail. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.